Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. What's up? Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Gentlemen, you enjoying free agency so far? No. 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 Not at all. <laughs> Not a chance. It's a big loss. Okay. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into some Patriots stuff, but first let's start with some uh, quarterback news. So last time we got on here, Aaron Rodgers signed a, a massive contract extension. Russell Wilson moves NFC to AFC, going to Denver. It just keeps going. Like at the start of free agent, at the start of the off season, we're like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the move, and then boom, Carson Wentz is in Washington, and now yeah. Matt Ryan's in Indianapolis. Maybe the biggest domino to fall. Uh, Tom Brady returns from from retirement. We we did like a little it was, we can't epilogue. really call it retirement. Yeah. So what do you what do you think happened there? Do you think he just he got a look at what home life is like? He was like f that, or do you think it was all a ploy? At the beginning, what he's like, I'm going to try to get myself out of town. So I'm going to say I'm retiring. I think retiring. that's how it started. Yeah, I think that's how it started. I don't know. The whole thing's really weird. You know, people were writing retirement letters. Peyton Manning says he wants his bottle of wine back, stuff like that. I mean, he left this whole thing to the Bucks organization. He never said retirement, which to me says he wanted out, right? I mean, it wasn't everyone was freaking out in Pat's Nation. Oh, my God. You know, we were all like, what the hell? Why would he say anything? In retrospect, it looks like, well, he was trying to make a play to get out of Tampa and still wanted to play because it's not like he's still out there waiting. He could still be doing whatever he wants and not say a damn thing until July, right? So the fact he comes back now, it's like like he really, he yeah. is not enjoying retirement. He wants their whatever it was, hiatus. He does this every year. But like he wanted to be somewhere by now and he realized oh tampa's not gonna let him go ah you know whatever if they can bring back this i'm coming back or and which they did so i think it was just tim fronting yeah yeah it did have that feel of him just kind of like exploring his options maybe forcing tampa's hand so they'd have to move him um but you know it's hard to imagine him playing at that level and retiring while he was still one of the best players in football um i mean arguably could have won the mvp last year had a great year. NFC is getting nothing but easier, and you know he's all about winning. Um, so for, for him to come back, I mean, I never really understood why he was retiring at that level because he always said, like, I'm not going to retire until I suck, and he clearly doesn't suck. So I'm glad he's coming back from that from that viewpoint. you got to think that him deciding to come back at the beginning of March, like a week before free agency, was like, okay, I, I shot my shot. It didn't work out. Tampa's not going to trade me. They're not going to release me. So our, my best chance to win this year is to recruit people in free agency. Right. Right. Exactly. So he's like, now I got to make my intentions known so that I can bring people back. And right afterwards, Chris Godwin signs his extension. Uh, Gronk is like, I'm very probably coming back. <laughs> it's like, okay, that'll get done eventually. All those things start fall- falling into place where it's like, you look around the NFC, eh, it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Looks like a good opportunity. Pulled- well, that's the thing. Like, all these quarterbacks have left. <laughs> you know, there's not really anyone in your way in the NFC right now. It's Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Rams. And the Rams, you pretty much can know know you can beat. I mean, the way Brady beat them, but the way Brady came back at the end of last year and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Like, Brady could have won another. They had their shit together. 
They weren't, you know, one injury or two less in Tampa. He had one more guy to throw to or something in the playoffs. He probably would have won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, Antonio Brown doesn't walk off the field. Yeah, literally. I mean, the the Bengals weren't this really dominant team um, in the Super Bowl. Neither were the Rams. The Rams almost lost that game. You have Aaron Rodgers to deal with, which is, you know, he looks like a... Uh, you know, a pit bull during the regular season, the playoffs, he turns into a fucking chihuahua. Like, he, he can't do anything of, so why would you be afraid of him? Mm-hmm. And everyone else left. Matt Ryan, who was difficult in your division, he's gone. Um, Carolina doesn't have a quarterback, really. They have, uh, if they're going to keep going with Darnold, that's no one really to worry about. The Saints have Jameis Winston. Like, he's going to get six wins automatically. Yeah. Know? Just stepping on the field. Atlanta's got Mariota now. Um yeah, good luck with that. Mariota's probably the second best quarterback in that division. Isn't that that's crazy to say because it is absurd. Jameis Winston and who's the other one there? Donald. That's that's pretty bad. And then that you look at like the AFC West now, you look across and it's what Herbert, uh, Carr, Wilson, Wilson Mahomes. Russell Wilson and Mahomes. Yeah. Like, right. And they keep they all of them are gonna get into here is they've all stacked up. Yep. Like they're not just going all in at quarterback. I mean, the Chiefs maybe have taken a step back, but they were, you know, they own that division. The pass the rushers too. Chargers. The pass rushers to to go after those quarterbacks are stacked. Yeah. Stacked in that division. Yeah. So Tom Brady's back, age forty five. Happy that he he made it to that landmark that he was looking for. Hopefully, he gets another five thousand yard season. I'm just pretty stoked that he's back. He's got a really good chance in the NFC. Another I wish guy. He didn't say he retired. I wish he just didn't say anything. You said, What's your future he didn't hold? say that. You said he didn't say retired. Yeah, but I mean, it was, you know, everyone was considering him in retirement. I wish he was like, I don't know. Hey, what are you going to, don't release a statement. I will figure it out when I, just like kind of, and then March. Well, oh, yep, I'm back. He, he got screwed over by somebody in PR where like on, it was like the Saturday before the AFC championship game or something. They were like, oh, Brady's retirement. Mm-hmm. It's like an announcement coming soon. And then like three days later, he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to post I'm gonna this. I'm going to everyone to fuck off and, like, don't worry about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was you somebody, know? I bet it was somebody in the Bucks organization who was like, well, yeah. if, if you're going to try to push your way out, you better retire, man. Yeah. And, I mean, in fact, I'm going to force yeah. your hand. You can't hold Schefter accountable for that. He's got to report that. Yeah, he's got fucking people telling him this shit. This definitely came from someone. It was a leak. And yeah. somewhere in, I don't know if, I don't think it was Brady's camp. It was probably the Bucks camp. I think you're right. Yeah. So Brady's back, uh, and then another bombshell. I mean, the, the quarterback movement is ridiculous. Deshaun Watson sat out all of last year on the active roster. He was on the, wasn't active for a single game, was on their 53-man roster the entire season for the Texans. He gets, I think they like drop the charges, the criminal charges, and then right away he gets traded to Cleveland. Uh, why in the world? I mean, I have a couple questions about this. Why in the world did he want to go to Cleveland? I think that the, the easy answer is $230 million fully guaranteed. That's an easy one. Was anybody else offering anything close? I don't know. But if you're him and you're like, I want to win, why in the world would you pick the AFC? I mean, why? Yeah, I Wasn't Carolina in the running too? They were a big one. Yeah. Why would he say no to Carolina or Atlanta? He's from Georgia. He, he went to college he- in, Car- in the Carolinas. He supposedly narrowed down his to uh, Atlanta and New Orleans, and neither of them ended up getting to him. Um, right, but, New Orleans like had him, right? Yeah, I remember that being a thing. Yeah, uh, a lot. Uh, Cleveland gave up a lot here. What three first rounders, uh, one third rounder, and two fourth rounders 
and they get back a sixth, which go fig. I I don't know what the fuck that that's supposed to do, but um, make them feel a little bit better. It's I guess. a big haul to give up for a guy that's got some off the field issues here. But and that you don't even know him. when he's gonna play. It's not a horrible coach, Stefanski. There, I think he won Coach of the Year two years ago. It's a loaded roster. I mean, if he wants to win, I, I, I gotta say the downside is you're in the AFC. But other than that, I mean, there's no reason he can't do really well there. Well, this team's gonna be good from day one, but then they're gonna is go downhill. We don't know when he's gonna play. He should play right away. He gets suspended. He, gets suspended. Get the, he, the, the, he could get suspended, but they dropped all the criminal charges. Right. Civil matter now. Maybe he gets a part of the season, but he's not going to get a whole season. You don't At think this, so? Without a criminal charge, no way. Um, he'll get. I think he's going to get something. He should get something. Yeah. So. Or do they look at it like he? I don't know. He was. He missed his game checks last year, just like his active bonuses. But I think he got paid. It's a weird, weird situation. But he gets a remarkable amount of money: two hundred thirty million. That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And what was his contract? Was he, did he have a couple years? Like, was this his last year? He he had signed for one year of a five-year contract. He was in year one of a five-year contract with the Texans. Right. And at the end of it, he goes, I don't want to be in Houston anymore. It's like, why didn't you think about that three months ago? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. How the, why, why would they renew his contract? Why wouldn't they just keep him on? Because that's, that's how they got him. Because he had a no-trade clause. So you had to convince him to say yes to you. And that's how you up? convince him. Is you give him a shit ton of money, fully guaranteed. Even that division, though. I mean, the Steelers are the worst team, right? Ravens, Bengals, Cleveland, Baltimore, and uh, and Cincinnati are all right. You would say at the very least they're playoff contenders. Um, And I'm just looking at like what Baker Mayfield's going to do. There's so many teams, but they're all in the the NFC that don't have quarterbacks now. Um, I just don't know where he goes. You know, Carroll. He's going to get the starting spot somewhere, right? He's a starting quarterback. He's not an yeah, upper sure. half starting quarterback, but he's a starter. But he'll he'll start somewhere. Carolina. He's gonna go be in Carolina. Get his shit kicked in over there, and that'll probably be that for the next three years. <laughs> Carolina's got a good defense. They got some good pieces on offense. They need an offensive line and a quarterback. That's. I mean, that's. It made that makes too much sense, though, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. They just tried that, like rescue a top three overall pick with Sam Darnold. I think I think I'm gonna go back in and try that again. It did not work. Uh, Bake uh, the Browns. You know they they had to pull the trigger on Watson first before moving Baker out because they couldn't run the risk of Watson going somewhere else. But now Baker's worth nothing. I mean, people aren't gonna trade shit for Baker Mayfield at this point. Yeah, the committee had to be kicking themselves for getting Wentz when they could have got Baker Mayfield, right? Oh, yeah, literally. God. So also, Indy, Indy with Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's a that's a good fucking team now, right? Like it's a, a good team. team. And no one no one gives Ryan any respect either. He's not that like he he's, he's not, not great, but he always has good stats. He's an upper upper half of the league quarterback, for sure. Yeah, you know, and so he's a solid player. It's just like that team was missing a quarterback, and now they have a legitimate. Quarterback. I think he's better than Philip Rivers in his last year. I Definitely. think he's better. He's, oh yeah, he's miles yeah. better than Wentz. Uh, and you put him with that defense and and some good pieces over there with. Uh, Pittman and Jonathan Taylor, and they could do some stuff too. The AFC, man. All these teams are making big moves, and we're just sitting there, and we're not getting better. Exactly. We're just kind of sitting there, and, uh, you know, we we had a list. (laughs) What'd you say? Resigning old vets is all we continue to do. Yeah, so the the priority and, like, really the one domino that fell for the Patriots before free agency started 
Devin McCourty re-signed. Talking about old vets. He was a guy that was already counting against the cap because of some voided years. We'll probably touch back on that in a minute. But uh, Devin McCourty signs $9 million for one year. Seems like an expensive uh, one-year rental for a guy who I would have thought would have a hometown discount at his age. But he comes back, and then basically a lot of the other guys leave. Like J.C. Jackson runs away right mm-hmm. away. As soon as they were like, they're not going to franchise tag him, it's like, oh, he's gone. Yeah. He winds up getting 82 over five to go to the Chargers. Yeah, that's that that one's the most frustrating. You offered him more money annually. I think it was three or four years we offered. Um, you offered him, what, 17 and a half, and he ends up taking 16 and a half or something like that uh, for five years instead of three. Uh, you had two years there where you could have locked him or Gilmore up, and now both of them are leaving, <laughs> and, and you have nothing but a sixth-round pick to show for it. And next year you have Malcolm Butler and Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, and Jawan Williams and Miles Bryant. Those are your those are your corners right now. That's that's not that good. You know, it's not very yeah, good. Like the bang up crew. Um, I feel like when he was restricted, that's that was the time to lock him up long term. Yeah. And you could say what you want about his coverage skills, but you can't replace those picks, those big plays. Um, he's a good good corner. So yeah, that, that hurts. Yeah, big time. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we talked about the the arms race in the AFC West, and one of those things is coverage cornerbacks. And so that's what the Chargers are looking for there, and they, uh, they're they they're going to try to compete out in that division. We keep Devin McCourty. We end up shipping out Shaq Mason. Uh, yeah. I think we had, we had talked about that as, as one of the, like, cut or trade candidates, where just based on the way that his contract was, where it was limited guaranteed money going forward and a kind of a big salary cap number, they decide to ship him out of town. Winds up in Tampa. We'll play with some familiar teammates, but we only get a, a fifth rounder. We clear up $6 million in cap space, uh, take three dead against the cap. But, you know, the, maybe your most consistent offensive lineman and, and yeah. the way he goes. Yeah, it's a tough one to swallow. I think um, Ali Marpet, a uh, really good guard down there, retired, and he doesn't want to come back, so... Um, they they flip a, a fifth, and I would have thought you would have got more than a fifth for him. Um, he's a really solid player. Yeah. Do we lose JJ? We we lost James. I'm sure he will be back. Uh, but we we can plow ahead here. So then we had a a number of other veteran signings, as JJ would say. James White comes back on a very minimal deal, five years, two million, same exact numbers for Nick Folk. Five years. I mean, five, five million, two years. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Five million, two like, years. What? Same for Nick Folk. Uh, Matthew Slater, three million. And then Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler comes full circle. 32 years old. He's got to go to two different teams, basically get shunned from the league uh, at one point, uh, sits out a whole year, and then comes back. Nine million over two years. Much less guaranteed than that, but I love it. I was so worried that there was just going to be this lingering thing. It was like the the greatest play in Patriots history and just this lingering way that it ended mm-hmm. between them and yeah. Butler. He comes back into the fold. Clearly things are mended. Now you just get to feel good about the whole thing again. I, I love that even if he doesn't play well, even if he doesn't make the team. Yeah. You don't think he'll make the team? No, I think he will make the team. They wouldn't give him that much money if they didn't think he was. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm surprised we brought him back. Um, I'm surprised about a lot of the moves, as you guys are saying, in Shaq Mason, the whole J.C. Jackson ordeal. This, I mean, the guy's out of the season, out of the NFL for a year. The year before that, he really wasn't good. Maybe he healed up, but as we've seen by with several players, 
Nobody's the same. You know, you're you're not as good as you were before you returned when you take a year off. Le'Veon Bell, Exhibit A. Le'Veon Bell, um, you know, Gronkowski, uh, you know, um, Hightower. The list goes on and on for guys with the COVID year and stuff like that. Takes a year, and he was terrible before he left. So it's like, what are you going to get from him? Is he going to be better? Maybe. Is he going to be able to last six, 16 games? Maybe. I do like it. Like you said, some closure on that whole thing. You'll hear him speak. There's a little getting back together. Uh, it'll still make you wonder what was going on with that whole 2017 Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what he's got. I mean, I don't think it adds a whole lot to the team. I feel like we're making a big deal about it talent-wise, and it's like, well, we don't know what we're going to so You can't really put that in either column. They needed uh, bodies. They needed bodies yeah, at cornerback. They do. I don't know what he's gonna, if he's going to get you a whole lot. Yeah. I, it's hard to say what he's going to give you after a year off, and he wasn't that good elsewhere when he left. I mean, you could say that he he's back in New England where he had his best years, and maybe that's that's good for him as far as coaching-wise. They can coach him up. and um, But he's, what, 32 years old. Um, from a sentimentality point of view, it's nice uh, to have him back. But I don't know if you can count on him being your number one or number two corner. I heard, I think it was Evan Lazar say this indicates that they might be switching more to a man defense in New England, but I don't remember him as a zone player. Uh, when I watched him, he seemed like a more man-to-man, straight up, I'm going to cover you. He was a very good coverage corner. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, we'll see. Yeah, they needed to add some people, and I think it, it probably plays towards what Belichick typically thinks. You see, you see this more in the wide receiver core, but it also shows up in the defensive backfield sometimes where it's like you don't want to invest too much in a single player on a wide receiver or cornerback because you could either double cover a wide receiver, the other team could, or you could throw away from the best cornerback. Now, I know that goes against like paying Darrell Rivas top money and same thing for Stephon Gilmore, mm-hmm. but you want to have like four solid players deep at each of those spots. And so maybe this is just one of those guys. Put them together with Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones, and you got a, yeah. a few good guys. I mean, I'd like to see Jalen Mills at safety, where we kind of brought him in for. I don't I don't he's, think he's that comfortable in cornerback. I don't think he's going to play there until Devin McCourty retires. Yeah, I think yeah but you good. don't know what Devin yeah. has to offer this year either. I mean, he got blown up in the like in a lot last year. Like, his, you know, he's a great player, but his age showed last year, and it's like he's only another year, year older. Yeah. I've been having that argument with people. I, I thought there were signs that Evan McCourty was not the same, but all these PFF people will, will bring up the PFF score, and it's like, okay, well, did I not just see him get blown up on, on the tackle in, in uh, Buffalo in the in the postseason? Yeah. You know, I know he got a pretty good grade there, but there was definitely some signs that he wasn't the same player that he was in the last, what, four or five years. He's been basically the best free safety in football. Um, so... That's a lot of money to pay for someone that's declining, but I think he's uh, he adds a lot in the leadership aspect as well. Yeah, I hope he transitions right to the coaching staff after the year. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about the offensive line. So last year we expected that to be a major strength of the team. We already mentioned Shaq Mason getting traded away, our our longest yeah. offensive lineman. Ted Karras goes to the Bengals, eighteen million over three years. Really happy for the Bengals. I think that's. I think they're they're doing the off season pretty well. They're just really yeah. addressing that offensive yeah. line. They got Lyle Collins, Lyle Collins over there, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, so they're really building that right side of the offensive line. Smart because it was a sieve last year. Yeah. And then um, so that that loses both of our starting guards. Patriots do, however, bring back Trent Brown, thirteen million over two years, only four point five million against the cap this year. Really a steal. You know Trent Brown's twenty eight. 
Yeah, he's young as anything. It's crazy, he's super right? Super young. Yeah. Plays you think he's thirty two with his injuries and stuff. Malcolm wow. Butler was a twenty five year old rookie. <laughs> Trent yeah. Brown's been in the league. He's been on four teams, four stints on different teams. Uh so I'm really happy to have him back. I don't know where he winds up on the offensive line, but this seems like a really good opportunity to try Isaiah Wynn at guard. If you can get Trent Brown back to left tackle on Wenu at right tackle, try Wynn at guard. That could be Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could also see them just going forward with Wynn at left tackle, putting a Wenu there, and your right guard. I mean, they're usually pretty good filling in those blanks with guards in the past, you know, finding some diamond in the rough type of guy. Um, so we'll see. You know, it's it's tough. I, I what the uh, strengths of the Patriots are right now. Like, what is their attack going to be? We know they're going to run the ball a lot, but they just got rid of one of their best road graders in Shaq Mason. Um, and outside of that, it's like, where, what do we have and where do we have a lot of depth? We've been ex- all expecting, you know, the draft will be something, but you can't really expect much from the draft right out of the gate. Um, Barmore, our, arguably our dra- best draft pick next to Mac Jones, he didn't come on till like week seven or eight. He didn't know you had something there until halfway through the season. So I just don't know what our, our where we are deep. You know, even last year we were going in, we knew we had a really deep secondary. We knew we had a deep, you know, we should have a good offensive line, even though Mecca killed at the beginning of the season. But now it's like running backs, and that's, I don't know. I can't really get a read on what this team's going to do, especially with all the talent being pulled around them. It's insane. It's, uh, it's really interesting from a, you, you lost, Shaq Mason, and you lost Jakob Johnson, who's saying yeah. to the media that the Patriots didn't want me back because they're no longer going to have a fullback, on, and they're no longer going to, you know, play with a fullback. Um, so Which I kind of like. That means Johnu Smith, they have some plan for him. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to use more tight ends, right? Um, I think so. And you have Dalton Keene coming back, Ossie Ossie, uh, those other two tight ends. There is a gaping hole at at least one spot in that offensive line, no matter what, no matter how you shuffle it. Yeah. Uh, I think this clears a spot for Anwenu to play all the games, which he should have been doing anyway. Um, he was good enough to play every every snap last year, and they put Karras and, and uh, Trent Brown above him. Um, Trent Brown is one of these guys that, you know, I know he's 28, but Jesus Christ, he, he had such a hard time staying on the field. You know, The last two seasons. It's great to have him when he's in there, but you're rolling the dice. Like, Can you he, count on him, right? I, Isaiah Wynn, same thing. You know, Can you count on him? Um, David Andrews is aging. All these guys only have one or two years left on their deal. On when is the one guy you can build around? They got to do something, um, whether it's this year or next year, as far as getting this thing um, younger and locked up for longer. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that Jakob Johnson thing was really interesting when that came out. He goes to the Raiders. By the way, Josh McDaniels pilfering people from New England. Yeah, Took a bunch of coaches with him. He got Brandon Bolden out there. Really happy for Brandon Bolden that his career is like turned around completely after he went to Miami. Um, but yeah, uh, the fact that they would go without a fullback, it kind of makes you wonder, are they trying to do the Alabama offense when Mac Jones was there, when he was in shotgun the whole time? I wonder. Huh. It could be. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, maybe. To uh, run that, you need some fucking dangerous outside receivers, which hey. we don't really have. Uh, I don't know why Nikhil Harry's there. I figured we'd trade him for something. Well, his contract's fully guaranteed. So, so what? So you don't gain anything by cutting him. You only got I 60 guys under contract. You you can sign 22 more. I don't. What, what's the benefit in cutting him? That you can maybe get something in return <laughs> for him. By yeah. cutting him? By cutting no, him? No, no, not cutting him. I'm talking about trading. 
There is nobody that's interested in trading for him. I'd take a sixth round pick for that guy right now. You there. might get a conditional seventh. Yeah, I think you can get more than that. You might get the mallet, the Ryan he Mallet. He said teams deal. were interested. Who did? His agent? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a spin. It's okay. too bad. This kind of gets gets to the core of uh, what we probably needed to talk about, which is, you know, how do you look at the whole Patriots offseason at this point? And I know, I, I know are you guys are, are pretty verklempt about it. You're... Uh, uh, yeah, you you wish that, that things <laughs> were turning out more productive. I guess I heard Scott Pioli the other day say something that made a ton of sense to me. I wonder if it does to you guys too, which is that they basically used this year's free agency last year. So last yeah. year we spent a bunch of money, but like all those deals, if you looked at the cap hits, it was all like like Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Matt Judon. They all signed basically the same deal, and it was all like 6 or $7 million against the cap last year. And twice that this year. Right. So yeah. it was like we signed them two years in a row and we just did the step ladder up to their actual cap hit, uh, which is why we only have like six million in cap space at this point. Right. So I, I guess that that's the way I would look at it is that they already used this year's free agency period and they were fortunate to be able to bring back the number of people that they were. But that's about it. I don't think there's anything there. And then next year, I think they have like 70 or 85 million against the cap. It's like a hundred million right now. They have something. so much cap space again next yeah. year because they're actually paying people with cap money this year, which is not something that other teams always do. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were getting into this a little bit on the uh, warm up here about how, you know, if, if you want to manipulate the cap, you can, and I can understand they don't want to get money situations and, this, that, and the other thing. But if there was a there was a couple big opportunities this offseason where I feel like you could have made really improved your team. A Khalil Max, one of them. I mean, he didn't go for that much, and I think he, you know, he had a bad one bad season last year. He's an absolute force. You put him on this defense with Judon Barmore, it's like your whole defense. And I don't understand why we weren't really looking at opportunities like that. You know, the J.C. Jackson, we don't want to pay him. Well, we didn't pay Gilmore, so we could pay J.C. Jackson, and then we don't pay either of them. Now we don't have cornerbacks, and it's you just wonder, are we lacking talent? I mean, we were uh, eliminated by our divisional, divisional rival in the playoffs last year in an absolute, you know, we got our – flossing. We got absolute – our asses completely kicked. We had no chance in that game. And it doesn't see, seem – it seems like, if anything, we've gotten worse. You know, J.C. Jackson was one of our best players last year. Uh, and I know another year in the system from some of these guys, Mac Jones, hopefully will have a big big step up. But still, I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot of dangerous players on this roster. You're not looking at anyone going, oh, my God, that's the top three players in anywhere. Yeah, I think that it's tough. Uh, the, the whole free agency period has been tough because you've watched so many other teams be so aggressive and you just don't have the cap flexibility to do much. Um, some of the guys that you have your biggest cap hits are, are not productive and that hurts. You know, when, yeah. you, when, you're, when you're given like four million, six million to, to Lawrence Guy and Dietrich Wise and you're not getting production and then you got Jonathan Jones making seven, Isaiah Wynn with a, with a $10 million cap hit and these, you know, it's a lot of kind of middle middle of the road deals yeah you, you got like what 10 guys making that kind of money and you're not getting that much out of them and it it's just a, a recipe for for mediocrity um mm -hmm. the one thing, you know we need more assets and we need to start hitting on more of our draft picks last year was a good one um but you look back a couple of years ago 
you know, three years ago and we got like what two guys, three guys left on the roster that are that are contributing. You got to mm-hmm. get some of these guys. Um, so I, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Well, not not only that, to add to that point, Ryan, is what you're saying. Like you look at the top paid guys on this team. Five of the top six players were free agents last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where is the homegrown talent? Why are we not paying any of our guys? Like, why is everyone from other teams the highest paid people here? Yeah, well, I want to say it's, um, what, uh, Isaiah? I don't think that looks great to the guys on the team. It's like, oh, well, you know, chances of you getting paid on this team. Well, it's not like yeah. those guys are there anymore. The guys that are, are in line to get those paydays are out of the building because they sucked because they were bad draft picks like Dominic Easley and... Like all, all the Malcolm Brown. I mean, Chandler Jones at the time looked. I mean, he's still going. You well, know, there's some guys. Well, they they traded him, but yeah. it's like they there was definitely bad drafting, especially at the top yeah. of the draft for a number of years. And so what what you're gonna see coming up soon is homegrown talent reaching their second contract. Hopefully. Well, yeah. I mean, Jacoby Myers is going to be a free agent next year. Eventually, Mac Jones will be there. You know, Christian Barmore. There's there's a slew of guys. That are going to yeah. be there. Isaiah you say Wynn. Jacoby Myers, he was undrafted. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Not, you said homegrown. Yeah, homegrown. Homegrown, yeah, but still undrafted. It's like, where's the top of the, like, Nikhil Harry, what is he doing? <laughs> Fucking nothing. Everybody you know? everybody knows there was a very <laughs> bad stretch at the top of the draft for this team. A four or five year stretch. Yeah, Even uh, Isaiah Wynn is the only guy that we've drafted who's still in their first, you know, $10 million, and then you look at, like, the next guy that, that we've kind of developed. Jonathan Jones was undrafted. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a, yeah. a laundry list of guys that you didn't draft that are making the most money on your team. Um, it's a really bad recipe yeah. for building a team. Well, there, there are a bunch of guys that played well, that were drafted, played well, and left for more money. Trey Flowers comes to mind immediately. Sure. Malcolm Butler I, comes I, to I mind. Like, Logan Ryan. You know, I and I understand that, but Trey Flowers is a great example. Like I was expecting, expecting a, you know, they can make a few million here and there in cap space. And there's a lot of guys out there right now that wouldn't get paid a whole lot, or they can do what they did, like you said, kind of backload the deal, spend some cap money next year for this year. I mean, there's stuff that they could do. Where I'm surprised we haven't gotten these guys like Trey Flowers and a bunch of just other veterans from other teams that we've seen in the years where we don't like this year we're just doing nothing and there's been times we've had less caps and figured out oh you know we'll get this guy oh we'll get you know we'll bring in three cornerbacks we'll bring in two defensive linemen a linebacker a receiver you know a smattering around the board And this year we've brought in what one guy from another team yeah I, and he's a, a shitty cornerback from the texans that even play yeah, i thought you were talking about malcolm butler <laughs> No, well, so two guys technically teams, Malcolm Butler and then the other guy, whatever his name is. Terrence, so we brought Terrence in Mitchell. cornerback. We know, and that's like we're bleeding there. Well, I, you know, uh, he is a veteran guard. Where, where is, where are these? It's like we're going into the season with a worse team than last year. Right now, we can count on our draft picks, but as you've said, it's like, well, we've hit on what one draft in the last five years, maybe it, two. Two. It's definitely fair to say that we have not gotten better. This offseason. I mean, look at these people leaving the building. Uh, Jason Jackson, Shaq Mason, Hightower looks like he's gone. Van Noy's gone. Olszewski, uh, Jakob Johnson, Winovich even. I mean, and then the people we're bringing in, Ty Montgomery. uh, Right, we brought in Ty Wilson. He's a punt returner. Terrence Mitchell, Ferentz. Who who is Wilson? 
Mac Wilson is a linebacker that got drafted. Uh, oh right, we traded him for Winovich. Yeah, Winovich. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I mean, there's little things like that, but that yeah, that's not a huge impact. I mean, I think that just top, the Tom Brady years of just carrying this thing with kind of piecemeal uh, players and and you just kind of you know patchworking this thing together and and you're missing on your draft picks is starting to catch up and now is the time like i i love belichick as the, as a coach i think he's the best coach of all time but as a gm i mean you got to start doing better in the draft big time well it started last year without a doubt it started last yeah. year two studs from alabama uh i love ramondre stevenson we didn't see much from ronnie perkins but all, all signs point to him being at least able to rush the, the quarterback uh, when it, yeah. whenever he gets more of a chance. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would like to do a lot of things, but they did so much last year that it's like they're they were bound to not be able to be big players this year. So I'm I'm looking at some some of the draft table. I mean, the cap table, and we could do James to your point. We we could like convert a lot of people's salary into signing bonus and try to spread it out like Matt Judon, uh, Hunter Henry. We could do that to some extent and probably create like 15 million right there. So if they needed to, to sign some they of those could. guys, they could, uh, but, but, they don't want to. but then you're over leveraged to the point where, you know, Matthew Judon's dead cap number is now $35 million. I get that. I mean, it would have been nice to make a move, some kind of move. We needed a move. We need some player on this team. That's like, like they I said, top three yeah. at their position, something. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the roster, just let me ask you guys: if you look at just the roster, you don't factor in Belichick, the coach. Where do you think this team ranks ranks in the AFC right yeah, now? I mean, oh, I'd say seven to nine, pack. seven to nine, somewhere in there. Really? Okay, I'd say middle of the pack. I wouldn't say the bottom half, but well, definitely middle. Of the pack. There's sixteen teams. Seven to nine <laughs> is the definition of the right. That's what I think. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think we're four and three or four. You know, four and right. thirteen. When you start looking at the teams, you're like, do they even? Are they? Would they be last in the AFC West if they were there? Yes, probably. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the Bengals just went to the Super Bowl. The Browns just got Deshaun Watson with that that whole the thing. Bills are, the Bills. The, the Bills are tremendous. The Ravens are a pretty dang good team, and we didn't even touch on the South. I mean, the South stinks, but the Titans are good. Colts. Yeah, they got worse. So Colts, you know, yeah. are are the Patriots the tenth best best team in the conference? I'm it's gonna, possible. I'm gonna say ten. Tenth is oh, it might be I mean. the most accurate. Then that's not good enough, you know. But what what were they gonna do? That's right. I, I uh, guess. But they, but they but but by the same token, they backed themselves into this corner. You know what I mean? It's not like they didn't plan. They, they backed themselves into this corner for one year, where we still have our picks this year and every year going forward. You know, we haven't mortgaged the future with the way. Sure. No, let's I say that the Raiders have where they don't have a top two pick this year. And then we'll have a ton of salary cap space next year. And realistically, Mac Jones is going to be in his second year this year. Is he going to be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback this year? I don't know. But a year from now, he's going to be in a much better position to be that guy. Yeah. So and I understand we're, we're that. We're so used to uh, competing and, and, and being in this in this mix. It's, it's like taking a year off, it almost feels like. And I will, I will give them credit for kind of clearing, especially with the linebackers, kind of clearing some of this old guard out because we need to get faster on defense um and you've got mcgrone and perkins and uche and and some of these guys and it looks like they're finally clearing some some personnel for yeah. them to, to yeah. be involved and maybe bentley will be the only slow linebacker 
that they keep. Right. Yeah. Need Bentley because he's the, the only linebacker that the run thumper that knows what no, to I mean, do. When you say what we could have done, I would have taken like Lael Collins seemed like a perfect fit. You bring someone like him and now you really, you know, him and Trent Brown. I know you'd have to move a little bit of money, but it would it's his contract. What do you get? Ten million a year or something? I don't think we can afford that right now, can we? No, like saying, we would have to push money, that into the future. Yeah, you push some money around. I mean, that's not like, you know, an Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year, what Green Bay had to do with him. But it's, you know, you're getting a good player that's going to be good for your future. Or Five-year, $50 million Yeah, so $10 million a year. But you're, reasonable. you're committing to him for five years. I yeah. feel like uh... That's not a bad. I mean, so I, you think that you'd be pumped if he got they signed them. I would be. I would be pumped, but there's there a reason go. that the that the Cowboys that just let him go. Why Why did they just let him go? I don't know. Well, what's there's something not going on good. down there. Well, there's something so, going on because there's something going on down there. And I don't know what fucking it, around with Randy Gregory too. Yeah, they were fucking around with Randy Gregory. He left. Amari Coop was a Cooper. He Cooper left. Cooper they cut. Oh no, they traded him. Like. There's something happening there, and I don't know what. So I think it's Dak's contract. That's what's happening. Yeah, Khalil Khalil Mack. I would. I don't know what his numbers are, but holy shit! I, what was it? Two second round picks for him? I think so from the Chargers. I mean, Chargers. Yeah, um, I would. I would have done that in a heartbeat for Khalil. As far as Khalil Mack at 28, and I'm just looking at this roster, and I think our window, like to be competitive, is is probably at least a couple years away. As far as it's looking like not this AFC. season, but next season. If you can draft good this season, if you have a really good draft this April, I think next year you can definitely be competitive. I think, but, yeah, 2023 to 2025, we have a really good win before Mac hits his next contract. I think we all agree, though, that this, this draft is crucial. Critical. For, you know, this is a big one. Like, you don't have a lot on this roster. Right. And the, and the best thing about it, too, is you don't need a quarterback. But everywhere else, like, you can just pick the best football players at this point, basically outside of tight end, because you don't yeah. not stacked anywhere. There's nowhere yeah. like, oh, well, we can't draft there because we don't have we have way too much talent. It's like, no, 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 no. You can literally pick the best player at whatever position they're at where they fall to you on the draft. Yeah, they need it almost every every uh, position group, I would say. I wouldn't necessarily say um, – Position. I don't want safety. I don't want a safety, though. For God's sake. <laughs> That's exactly what they're going to draft. Fucking safety. I'd probably rather not. I. You know what? I'd like to see them go receiver. I would, too. I would the odds, too. odds are, do. you know, the the odds are with them. They've fucked up so many times. It's like you, you have to struck, strike dumb luck at some yeah. point at yeah. this position. I think most, most fans probably want, just judging from, like, a, you know, Patriots chat, Jameson Williams, if he's there at 21, you know, that's a home run pick. Um, I know he's banged up, but you're not going to get that kind of talent at 21. Yeah. And you don't need him this year. We just talked about our chances this year versus the next three to five years. Yeah. There's no there's no Patriots fan going to be upset with him. You know? I mean, Although, I'd, like, I'd also love, like we've talked about in the past, D and or D tackle, just some big dude to just crush people. So, you know, with Barrymore and Judon, take the pressure off them a little bit. Yeah, the roster, but they gotta. I really, you know, I, I feel like I say it every podcast, but having you're starting three, four defensive ends as as um, Lawrence Guy and, and and Dietrich Wise, it just drives me nuts. Like, Wise is way worse. I, I hate it. <laughs> and you know what? Wise makes six a year. Yeah, I don't know why they paid him. Of all the people they don't pay, I mean, it wasn't a huge contract, but he was. Well, lost in translation nine out of ten times. You also gave Lawrence Guy four years at 32 years old. 
for oh, eleven, and they they called it a bargain. Oh, it's a steal. How is that? You don't get any production from the guy. Yeah. He's getting he's gotten slower. Um, three, uh, and I, I know they can get out of that deal right. relatively easily, and that's good. But why are you giving why are you giving out four year contracts? Um, yeah, it was basically a one year deal with three years option afterwards, similar to what James White had last year. Uh, one just one more thing. Don't want to belabor this, but it, it it ties into one one of the other things that happened since the last time that we got on here was the Tyreek Hill trade. So the Chiefs were looking at it like, okay, this is our team, and we could pay Tyree Kill. I mean, we, we they just had to give out this big contract to Mahomes. If we're going to pay Tyree Kill the money that he wants, like we can make a run at this, but we're only going to be able to do this for a year or two. Right. Or we could trade Tyree Kill right now, save that money, repurpose it, get some picks back, and try to build a longer window. Which I Boy, think did they get some picks? They got some, well, yeah, they got some picks. I think that the Patriots are kind of doing that. If if that makes sense, where they're you know they're they're not trying to get some like high leverage position with a bunch of guaranteed money going out forward to try to make something happen this year. They're like we'll just build that next year. We'll do whatever we can this year to develop the guys that we have. Yada yada yada. So I think the Chiefs were making a smart move, getting away from Tyree Kill before he yeah, became a hundred millionaire and got into whatever trouble he's going to get into in Miami. Oh yeah. Uh, we're able to get a return on the asset before he stops running a four three forty, and I don't know. I mean, what the other half of that's what's Miami doing? Why are they going all in on these weapons that Tua can't work with? Yeah. Tua can't throw the ball that far. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but they're trying. I think they're trying to give Tua everything to be like, Oh, all right. He's not, it's not him. Yeah. Literally. Man. They want to prove, they want to see for sure that it's, he's not the guy. And as soon as they find that out, they're going to cut bait. That's why they brought in Bridgewater. So I think he could be like a transitional guy if they need it. Because I don't know how that team is capable there. I don't know how Tyreek Hill's going to last in Miami. I mean, you think about it. He was in fucking Kansas City. Yeah. Right? Like, that's pretty goddamn easy to hide some shit, whatever the fuck that guy's been up to. Like, oh, you're in Kansas. I mean, there's nothing. What can you go do in Kansas City? There's bars. I mean, Miami's crazy. You're going to go to Miami. It's like if you want to go out every night till 6 a.m., to the most high-end places you can, and I think he's going to do that. And I think he's – I I don't really like him. So if he gets in a lot of trouble, you know, he probably deserves it. That said, can you think of a more dynamic combination of wide receivers than Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? I mean, if yeah. that works out, I, I don't know how you cover those. Brutal. At the same time. They're like, going to kick our cornerbacks they're ass. They're going to play with, like, three safeties over the top. Like, Jesus Christ, that is fast, you know? And they they both run those shallow crossers and just run away from people horizontally too. I mean, it's yeah. so much stress on the events. Yeah, that's what, how are we going to compete with that? And then Buffalo just got Von Miller. Like, how are we going to compete with that? Well, we can't compete with Buffalo right now. But Buffalo fucked up because they got that big cap number on Von Miller for six years. He's going to be like thirty eight when that round. Yeah, I winds thought that down. was a little bit long. Yeah. yeah, we're playing the long game against Buffalo. We're playing the long game against Buffalo, <laughs> Miami. I. I'm interested in what you think, James, because you're like, oh, if we give Tua everything and if he sucks, then we move on. But he didn't right. suck last year. He wasn't good. I mean, he beat every time we play him. Yeah, he didn't suck. They didn't so beat us. Give him more weapons. He's not going to suck quite as bad. He's going to suck a little less. Yeah. And I mean, then I guess they're hoping he turns into like a David Carr. Are they going to be in a, well, a Derek Carr. Are, are they going to be Carr, in a Daniel Jones situation where the Giants leadership is still like, he's still good. Yeah. Probably, which is which might benefit us, but I mean, those, it's good for us. 
you know, Tyree Kill has to blow up in their face for them to get knocked off right now. Because if he, if they can make those guys work just enough, it's going to be really tough. I mean, even with two at quarterback, I mean, you could put anyone at quarterback unless everyone figures them out. I don't know. They've they've got a lot of talent over down there, right? And uh, I mean, like like you were saying, Ryan, like you look at this team without Bill Belichick as the coach. How much talent does it really have? Yeah. I mean, what's Bill gonna do? I mean, he's worked. He's done well against Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs' offense and stuff like that. But we've had really good defenses, and our defense right now is. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from there. Yeah. Um, they're not as good as last year. And I last year wasn't to, enough. Trying to look at it from a standalone, like if I were, you know, if I put this roster on like Kansas City and I was able to be objective and and um, take away the coach, I'm just looking at it like this roster does not have a lot of talent. Um, there's no one I look at on the roster and I'm like, oh, you got to watch out for that guy. Um, yeah, exa- exactly. That's the thing. It's like, oh, Jacoby Myers, we can do it. Like, if we were scouting this team to play against them, you know, receiver Jacoby Myers, um, Kendrick Bourne, like, you know, Hunter Henry. Yeah, all right. But, you know. It's all, we, it's all above average players. But we could do it. We could, we could stop them if we have the right pieces. Yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. What we're saying about fucking Miami. We were like, oh, my <laughs> God, if this works out with. Plus, they have a tight end, and Gasecki was pretty good. Isn't Albert Will- is Albert Wilson a free agent? Or is- do they have another receiver down there? Parker? Yeah, is it Devontae Preston, Parker? Preston, is it Parker and, and Preston, what's his last name, Preston Williams? It doesn't matter. Jalen Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill are going to get 250 targets. No, but them plus Parker. It's like, that's insane. I think Parker's yeah. on the Parker could be gettable. Hey, you know what, though? We have the Jets. At least we have the Jets. <laughs> we got the oh. Jets. We should have the Jets, who are trying so hard, apparently, to get Hill. Yeah. So I, I got a question uh, for you guys. The Tyreek Hill and the Devontae Adams trade, almost the identical compensation. Oh, really? Which one do you want to go for? Adams. Kidding. Devontae Adams a little bit older. I'd take Devontae Adams in a heartbeat without even second-guessing Is it because there's no headache? There's no headache, and I just like the way he plays better. Yeah. I feel like he's just dominant all around where Tyreek Hill, his main thing, I mean, he can jump really high and he can, he's super fast, but Devontae's like your complete ideal looking receiver. He's also only played with Aaron Rodgers, who's a Hall of Famer. True. It's true, but if you watch... Hill's only played with Mahomes, who's also... And Alex Smith. Did he play with Alex Smith? Yep. When you watch Devontae Adams at the line of scrimmage, there's no one I've ever seen. I, I feel like it's, he's in the top five of players I've ever seen as far as release. Just like, it's just like an art form. You can't jam that fucking guy. Yeah. He's, he's open. He's wide open after five yards almost every fucking play. Guy's unbelievable. He's He's got a lot of Jerry Rice to him in, in that way. I hate to compare someone to Jerry Rice, but Jesus Christ, he's so good. Uh, I mean, I would have done that deal for Devontae Adams. I know it's ridiculous and a ton of money, but, man, if he was on your team right now, you'd be like, well, our offense is kick everyone's ass. That's what what's you'd the be downside to the franchise and trade and then – the guys rework their deal and, and yeah i don't know why we didn't do that with jc i really why don't we understand. do that with jc jackson yeah and that? just trade him to the chargers for like two second round picks beautiful great that's Off something i would feel so much better right now he said he'd sign the deal too he wasn't like nope not sign. he's like yeah i'll definitely play the fucking franchise tag so even if it blew up in your face he wasn't gonna do any fuckery so the only thing i could think that's and sean you know all this stuff better than better than i do but the only thing i could think of is okay. You franchise them. What's the, what's the franchise tag for a corner? Seventeen. Yeah. Fourteen. About Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. So you have to clear all that space. I think first, right? Because he would immediately go on the cap at that. So you have to make a bunch of other moves to to um, 
accommodate that. Right. I guess would be the only downside. Yeah, so you'd have to clear $17 million in cap space to be able to carry to that contract. And what do we have right now, about 10 We've got six right now. Six? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. But, I mean, that's the way to do it. I would... Yeah, but you could have done it where you didn't sign Devin McCourty yet. You didn't sign Slater yet for $2 million. Um, Devin McCourty's Clark... number actually went down when he re-signed because he yeah, had voided years. 12? Oh, right, right. Well, Slater, uh, I'm sure, I mean, before you did have less money, you know, more money. James Mac White's also... number went down. It's like, we really didn't add much. Trent Brown was an ad. Bentley, you didn't have him. He was a couple million. Yeah, but he could have signed elsewhere. I know. I get what you're saying. It would be a lot nicer. I would rather take two second-round picks in the hand than Jawan Bentley and this smorgasbord of middling talent. Yeah, fucking, yeah. what's his name? Malcolm Butler. Like, we could have waited on him. Right. He what? No one was signing him. Tymont Montgomery, a punt returner. He's going to be a punt returner, right? I think he's a kick returner. He's like kick. one of those cleaner running back. But he went, doesn't play much. I really liked him at Stanford. And uh, he was okay oh, for a minute with the Packers. Yeah, <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> I know, right? I really liked him. One, one and a half million bucks. It's like, what? Uh, one and a half I million. I would love more draft picks. Do we get, we get compensation for J.C. Jackson next year, right? Yeah. What do we get? Third round pick or something like that? Fourth? Yeah. That'll it's probably really, be a third. Yeah. Yeah, they call it a third, but I've heard someone say it. It's like, it's really a fourth round pick. Because That's it's the, the end of the third. The very end of the third. So yeah. it's like, yeah, all the third round was a. Yeah. What so, did uh, the, the Steelers did something too, right? Who do they have? Well, they brought in Trubisky. Trubisky. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh. They're they're drafting a quarterback. It's without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, That's a very open secret. Uh, For the first time in a long time. So good, good for them. Mike Tomlin probably deserves getting a fresh start with somebody. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, who is on the market right now? And I can start this. Who's on the market that you are? You got your eyes closely on. We touched on Trey Flowers before. I know that he's he's an option. The guy that I got my eyes on, Miles Jack. He's on the market. Miles Jack got got cut by the Jaguars. Freak athlete, played running back in addition to linebacker at UCLA. He's been terrific. Led the team in tackles in Jacksonville for the last four. Or five How long years. has he been on, been on the free market? I didn't even he know got, he was a free agent. He got cut like a week ago. Oh, definitely like. Yeah, he's like a 28 year old uh, linebacker who ran, ran a sub four five four. How is he not signed yet? I don't know. I think I he doesn't like, get along with people. You know what? People have the space for. I don't know what what would he command in the open market. You know, ten mil. My guess is ten. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, it seems like this year. What are we in? This is two weeks of free agency. We've already been through, right? Two full weeks, or yep. almost two. two almost two, two full weeks. It's like doesn't it seem there's got a lot of names still out there? Usually, everyone's signed by this time. I feel like at least you know all the top free agents. Two weeks in. Right? Uh, is that just me or all the guys that are like mid twenties are all signed for the most part? It's like Jadavian Clowney, Hightower, Calais Campbell, Akeem Hicks. It's like guys like that that are yeah, available. Yeah, I'd bring Calais Campbell and Akeem Hicks in immediately. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think if you could probably get away with Khalil, uh, um, Calais Campbell on a really cheap deal, Akeem Hicks would probably to ask for some money. And I'd bring both of them in. Definitely, now that I know that, um, what's his name? We were talking about over there from Jacksonville. Miles Jack. There. Miles Jack. I'd definitely take a look at him. Uh, Patrick Peterson is someone I'd, I'd uh, brush the fire with, see if he could do anything still. He's probably not that expensive, and he was a freak before. Plus, he could probably return punts and shit. So 
someone like that I would definitely take a look at. And then wasn't there a receiver still out there? I, I, uh, well, Julio. Julio, I don't. I, I bet you could trade for Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham's out there. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe kick the tires in on Jarvis Landry. I would kick the tires on Will Fuller. You know, if he could stay healthy. You love fucking Will Fuller. I he can't Will stay Fuller, healthy. Man. He can't stay he can't healthy. healthy, but dude, you know, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for him because he was so fucking fun to watch at Notre Dame. Um, yeah, awesome. when he's when he's right, he stretches the field, man. He's you know, he, he makes big plays. He doesn't make anything but big plays. Mm-hmm. So, also, uh, Miles Jack was signed by the Steelers. My bad, oh, the misinformation there. Oh God, eight million a year. Gilmore still has. Look at that! Wouldn't you? We could have got that. Yeah, that would have been a really good one. That would have been a great deal. Watch Julio Jones go to Tampa and just dominate. Just oh, dominate. I love that idea. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Brady oh. just collects toys. He just collects weapons. He does. I'm trying to think who else would be. Uh, Darvis, who else is good? Jarvis Landry would fit here. I think, so, I think so. I thought Landry so too. A good player. The only issue I had with Jarvis Landry is that he seems like a very, uh, uh, like he's a big leader. Like he's a he's a commanding presence. Yeah. And playing the same position as Jacoby Myers, it might make Jacoby more shy. Yeah, I, I'd bring... That's my only uh, issue. A.J. Green's out there. I'd take take a look at him. He had a decent season last year. Albert Wilson from Miami, I thought's pretty good. Take a look at him. Trey Quan Smith from New Orleans, not too bad of an Some option. Of these names, I don't, I don't know that they're better than what you have. Were you born in Aguilar? I'd take right. depth. I think we need depth. I mean, Some... I think Jarvis Landry isn't he, what you're your second best yeah wide receiver right i like, do like i like jarvis and i bet bill likes jarvis too yeah whatever I happened to uh, solomon thomas i see he's a free agent solomon thomas and quentin jefferson those are both raiders players that uh solomon was he was never good they were never they never developed huh he was just never good and it's it makes no sense to me every every sign pointed to him being good yeah he was a big he dude uh, coming back right Trey Flowers has to come back. He, he should. I don't know why he wouldn't. I'd take Malik Jackson. I feel like he's a little older, but he was always a good, solid player. Um, Jerry Hughes is out there as a pass rusher. I'd maybe take a look at him. See, a lot of these guys are 33-plus. They are. I don't care. They're in Bobby, my age Bobby, bracket. Bobby I don't, Wagner's out there. I'd take a look at him. But they're win-now people. They're not win in 2024 people. That's fine. No, I'd that's like what we, we can't win now. That's the point. Dude, Rashawn Evans is still out there. Wasn't he a great player in Tennessee or a good player? He was a great player at Alabama. He was, he was okay at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Harold Landry I mean, signed? Harold Landry must have signed with someone, right? Oh, he re-signed with the Titans. Okay. He stuck that's there. That's a good answer. Um, there's guys. Yeah. Like, there's still plenty of guys we could sign on small deal contracts right now. And that would make the team better and much more competitive this year. They got to do something. I don't care if, it, if it's a bunch of small things, but you know, at least something. my only thing is the cap. Don't don't try to save money to line crafts pockets, and that doesn't do anything for anyone. That's um, I think that's insulting to the fans if you don't try to spend to the cap. But you do get to roll over any saved cap space. Yeah, but we're talking about peanuts at this point. Get bring in some players. How many players do we need? Don't we need like twenty five players? Well, we have 68 under contract. You could sign up to 90, but only the top 51 count against the salary cap. So you could keep signing very low contract players, like less than a million, and it won't affect your cap space. Right. Well, I don't Because if, they, if they're not a top 51 contract on your team, then it doesn't count against the cap until yeah, I don't know how many September. guys are going to get for veteran minimum. Not, not good guys. Yeah. 
No, but not I mean, don't flowers. we need a lot? Don't we need to? F- so sixty-eight players under contract. Yeah. So we'll we'll draft like six guys, and then we'll sign the rest as undrafted agents. Well, I mean, you look at some of these guys. I mean, like really? Trey Nixon's probably not going to make the team. Drew Disjarlis, Josh Bledsoe, and all these other <laughs> Arlington Hambright. I don't know who these guys are. If They're Josh not going to make the damn team. Bledsoe uh, is like fourth round pick. Wait. <laughs> Was his name Arlington Hampright? What? Yeah, Hamright. Arlington Hamright. He's making eight hundred twenty-five thousand bucks right. Now. Good for him. But who the hell is that? <laughs> Just, you know, I mean, we don't need Yasir Durant on the team or Devin Ozigbo. Harvey Langi is making a mill. Like, what is that dude making? He's been terrible. Most of the guys that you're naming, Harvey Langi doesn't qualify, but most of those guys aren't counting against the cap right now. Right. No, I know. Daniel Ukule is. Who is that? Equale. You don't remember Equale? He made a he's couple the, big... He's the fullback, right? No, he's a defensive tackle. Oh, That's yeah. Long. I really liked him. Yeah, he he made a big, he's a big guy. Yeah. Jared Stidham's making $1.1 million. Get him off the damn team. Get Hoyer off the team. Hoyer should be a coach. You need Hoyer as a coach. He is a Just coach. Just make him your quarterback coach. So that was the last thing I wanted to bring up. I realized I, I, I opened a can of worms right there, but... There you go. Uh, Terrence Mitchell. Who is he again? He's the cornerback from the Texans. Boston Browns couldn't get any playing time with the Browns. Uh, Justin Bethel's making a ton of money. Cody Davis is making a lot of money. Those guys are fantastic special teamers. Justin Bethel is... How much money are we going to spend on special teams when your other two units aren't that good? A lot, apparently. We need 10 special teamers. (laughs) (laughs) Your punter, we have Jake Bailey making four million bucks. Did you see that Nick Folk is making half as much as the Falcons kicker as Young Way Koo? I just saw that. Well, he got a lot of money. Nick Why Folk is, is playing Bailey great making... for that money. Dude, Jake Bailey, oh, that's All good. Punter. Yeah, he's but he's making best, four million. He's bucks. also our kickoff specialist. No, give me a break. What do you mean? He plays on three of the special teams units. Four million bucks. He's making more than Jacoby Myers. Is he worth more than Jacoby? <laughs> Not right. No, but Jacoby, the, no, the contract rules work none against of this him. Shit makes, this, does, this, this whole cap spread really makes no goddamn sense. Okay. Nikhil Harry's right there making three million. He completely sucks and blows. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Phillips should be making more than those two. I like sucks blows. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, isn't that good? Do not. Not visualize I that. I can't. Uh, I can't take credit for that one. That's a Maserati thing from '98. Uh, <laughs> so good. Well, but still, I don't know. I'm, as you can tell, I'm not fucking happy with how we built this team. We have a lot of no names that nobody knows what they can do. Yeah. Top end talent. I mean, if Johnu Smith comes out and gets 800 yards and 10 TDs this year, great. That that's like the piece you're missing. Can I? Is that gonna fucking happen? Can I give you some insight on that? It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So. Why is he on the damn team? I'd because, trade have you seen the dead cap number? If they cut him, they pay him twice as much this year. That. You could find someone to take that cap. No, you can't. Him. Did you see what just happened to the Falcons? They just gave away the best quarterback in franchise history and had to pay $40 million against the cap in order to get him out of town and get two third-round picks back. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that? I'm telling you. Nobody watched Jonu Smith last year and was like, give me that contract. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you could do something. <laughs> uh, well, there's, st- there's still talent there. You can get you can get more out of him. You can get more I out of him. So. It's not going to be ten you, touchdowns though. You could have got more out of Devin on CSC if he played that. So you you 
can um, you can rest assured that the offense is in good hands because Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are taking over that unit. Oh my god, dude! I hate you for saying that. Uh, <laughs> that is awful. That just it's came pretty, out like yesterday. It's that it was pretty like, scary. Matt Patricia is going to have a big hand in the offense, and I went, "What? what? Can you fire what him?" Qualification for that, dude. Uh, I mean, I I think Bill is just being like, "Oh, they both ran a team, so they have the experience now to run whatever they want in the building." I don't know. He doesn't seem to take into account that they were two of the worst head coaching hires of the past five years. And also, neither one of them has coached offense. The special teams and defense. Just because they're your friends, we're putting them on offense now? Oh, yeah. Bill Bill spoke about it at that coach's meeting. He was like, oh, yeah, Matt Patricia, you know, he does a lot of different things. A very broad role. um, And he's got to, you know, helps me with a lot. I don't know what he's helping with. I mean, I feel like everyone in New England's kind of done with both of those guys. <laughs> they both had miserable failures on their own, and we were kind of happy to get rid of them all. Brian Flores came in and kicked ass on defense. I would have much rather him back, but he seems to have burnt that bridge. Um, Joe Judge is kind of just a dick. I don't know if anyone really likes that guy. I mean, you could look at every college in America and find a guy that's coaching on offense and be like, that guy's more qualified to do that job than, than um, maybe not Judge. But Patricia, for sure. Judge, but, too. Dude, there was a rumor out that Joe Judge is learning the offense from Brian Hoyer and Mac Jones. See, Brian Hoyer should just be a coach. Yeah. He should. He makes more money as a player, though. Good. But I don't care what you do. I don't care how you phrase it, but have that guy call plays. Literally, have him call plays. I'd rather him call plays than fucking Joe Wait, Judge. Isn't Troy Brown? Joe Judge is calling plays. What? Troy Brown's a coach. Yeah. You know? like have him. Yeah, have him call the plays. I mean... The thing is, you know, if this was a Brady-led offense and Joe Judge was getting into the offense, you knew you would know, okay, Brady's going to fucking take take the reins here. Mac Jones is a second-year player. This is a huge – this is like the most important season for this kid, and you're giving him two coaches who are notorious pricks, really. I mean – Or at the very least, even even if they're not pricks, they're learning on the job. Yeah, they that, don't know how to do the, the job. That's, that's a guarantee. They're learning on the job. They've never done that job before. I mean, hey, so, maybe the, maybe them not knowing what's going on and being super fresh helps us out because it's not the same script you get from a lot of other offensive coordinators. I'm just, I mean, I'm worried about the development of like we don't have really a quarterbacks coach. There's also got to be a respect factor. Like how how do you look at that coach and, and you know feel like he er, he's earned respect? You know what I mean? Especially if he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's not good. so yeah not ideal this can all change in an instant i mean one big splash trade or a couple free agency signings i'll change my tune but right now i mean this is the most dire it's looked in a long time at least with the cam newton team you had a lot of talent around him it felt like it felt like until you realized they were all old until you realize they were all old. But here, I mean, maybe we have tons of young talent we don't realize yet. It doesn't look like. I mean, I'm not really putting a lot of fucking stake into uh, my I, boy over there, Arlington. <laughs> yeah, I do like Cameron McGrone. Um, I think that's kind of a, a little sleeper pick for next year, man. There you I go. think so, too. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I hope yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a, a wild march. A uh, lot of movement. A lot of quarterback movement. Uh, not, not so much on the Patriots, but... You know, whether they're sixth in the conference or 11th, who who knows? We'll see how that plays out. The The biggest asset on the team right now outside of the coaching staff is Mac Jones. 
And so his development is going to be key to see what what happens on the 2022 squad. He could make a leap. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have made a second-year leap. I mean, the, the number of quarterbacks that have made it to the Super Bowl in their second year is actually pretty staggering. It is pretty, pretty when you go good. When you go back to it, uh, and not all of those, like the Cincinnati Bengals, were expected to go there. Right. What do you think about those two coaches? What two coaches? You know what two. <laughs> Joe Judge Patricia and Matt Patricia. Joe Judge running the offense. I would, being... I would like Joe Judge to be a special teams coordinator, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I think he would be great at that, especially a, a huge upgrade after what we saw last year on the Pats. Yeah, staff. with uh, dipshit over there. Patricia, yeah. I would like to see him retreat into a cave like Ernie Adams. Yeah, yeah. And Ernie I don't want does. either one of them around our 23-year-old franchise quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Yeah. Sh- they should have nothing to do with Mac Jones. I, I can't think of a Pats fan like excited about this coaching staff other than, than Bill. And I, you know. Defensively, we have a couple guys there, but like even what I saw, like I'm, I, I, I love Mayo as a person and yeah. as a player, and I, just, I haven't seen his stamp on that defense yet. Well, it's hard to say. Like it's, it's hard to say who's calling the fucking plays that we can't even get a straight answer about that. Right. No, we got a straight answer from Judon. Remember what he said? Yeah, it's Steve, right? Super Bowl. Steve calls the plays. Mayo runs the meetings because Steve is not comfortable running the meetings yet, which to me isn't a great look. I mean, when you have people splitting somebody's job, that should be one person's job. You have two people doing it. It's like, I don't know. It seems confusing. It's it's more steps to go through to get things done or changed. Well, it you doesn't have need to be. agreeing on stuff having you know versus not. I don't know. Right. I'm not... Uh, I'm not thrilled about it. Yeah. It doesn't need to be one person's job. There's this like old thing about in Rome, I guess they used to have these two guys that ran the country and one of them would be more of like the dude that actually did the accounts and, and moved pieces around and the other one was the one that gave speeches. It was like, didn't have to be the same person that gave the speeches and did the actual work. Sure, but I mean, it's not like he's the head coach. I don't know. The players, it seems like it would be odd. To be a player and like oh well he's calling the defense but i can't i'm not going to go talk to him about the defense we're going to talk to this other guy <laughs> and then he's going to talk to him about the defense it's like oh great it's an You're uncomfortable right. situation isn't it yeah it seems right. uncomfortable and like an extra added just bullshit step yeah like and then there, if there's any problem the defense coordinator goes talks to bill but now it's like oh well you have to go through mayo to talk to steve to go to bill I oh and by the way he's the coach's son like, yeah on top of everything Yep, that's definitely part of it. Um, but anyway, it, it's been extremely eventful, and we're we're definitely through the first wave of free agency. Given the fact that the Patriots only have six million dollars in cap space, they're probably not going to be too active in the second wave of free agency, which is really more of the the period between now and June first. And then we're going to think we will, or we'll think we will. We don't have any assets to be active. Yeah, but depressing. It's, yeah, is- it is depressing. Maybe there's one or two more additions. Maybe there's a couple more tweaks to the current cap structure to allow for that. But uh, I wouldn't expect much more to happen uh, between now and, and June 1st. And then the post-June 1 cuts become a possibility. And that could ease up some cap space internally. And also other teams might be able to to cut some players they otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have been willing to do so. But between now and then, we got the NFL draft. So our next episode, which will be coming up in April... 
We're going to be yeah. going deep, deep, deep. How are you doing, Ryan? How's your draft prep Great. going? I got tons of notes. Uh, <laughs> I got tons of notes, and, and I watch I watch a lot of a good a good amount of college football. I like to dig deep into this uh, into the combine, and I, I also look at pro day stuff. And I have some players in mind, and um, I feel like next episode will probably be a pretty big one for us, and and an important one for the Patriots. Real important for the Patriots. Our podcast episode will be very important for the Patriots to listen to, take notes. <laughs> And get this thing turned around. Without a doubt. We need it. Without a doubt. All right. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. That was that was a good <laughs> free agency wrap-up. Nice teaser for the, yeah. the upcoming draft episode. And, um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hold on to your seats as we go through the rest of the offseason. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk to you all. Yeah. Take care, guys. Adios.